think we're gonna show our nips and it's gonna be amazing and people are gonna pay to see that shit. Look at that shirt you're wearing. People definitely will pay to see your nipples. I mean, I don't know this from experience, but I have a feeling. Whip them out, Tristan. Come on. Yeah, let's see them. I look like I've been domestic abusing. Look, whatever you do on your free time isn't the part point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is games, and then we subtly judge you during and after. <laughs> that, so it's fine. Touche. And with that, we're bringing it home. Uh, welcome to Pixel Raider Land Party podcast episode 32. What? What? The one without Antonio. The one we're still on the air for. Boom! Boom! So since <laughs> Antonio is absent this week, I am your host, Danny. Uh, I'm your other host, Will. Hello. I'm Blurry Tristan for some reason. Oh, there Yay! we go. Oh, there Tristan. <laughs> Back in focus. And there he is, in focus, Tristan. Um, yeah, welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's great to have you. Mm. Welcome to the podcast, whether you're looking at our faces or listening to them beautifully over your earphones. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing, the huge. Um, huge. Will, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so since last episode, last week, um, nothing nothing super new. So my actual like vices have moved slightly towards mobile. Um, I'm sort of gearing up to do my big, like Will's big list of games that are worth your time and take it to Will Russell, like, Pixel Raiders mobile correspondent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I've been playing a lot more of uh, Human Resources Machine, yeah. um, which you haven't played yet. We talked about it in the last episode, but it's a really great way to actually learn how to code in a in a fun kind of like logic gate way. Um, it's literally just outboxing stuff in more and more complicated manners, and I've actually started to pick up on what the hell I'm doing in the game, which is cool. Um, so, success. Get out of here! The police are coming! Get out of here! So then... Apparently, uh, they don't like human resource machines. They don't like it. So I've been playing that. Great game. Uh, it's worth, I think it's like five bucks on iOS, worth picking up. I also picked up, just because I hadn't played it before, but I've seen a lot of people playing it, and I enjoyed it. Uh, the please don't touch anything port to iOS push. So oh, there's what? a game called Please Don't Touch Anything. Have you guys heard of this? No, I haven't. Um, and it's literally it's a very simple game uh, where let me restart for you so I can show you here. I think I know what you do in it. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a button. And those of you out there who have seen this game, you kind of know what craziness is in this game. Um, but the only instructions when you start the game are don't don't touch anything. So obviously you sit there and then you think about it and then you touch stuff and the world ends. And it's great. So if you start uh, <laughs> playing this game, it's a $5 game. There are, it's kind of like a point and click adventure. There's not really a plot. There's not really anything to do except for figure out all the ways to uh, mess stuff up, if you will. Uh, so I think there's like 19 or 20 endings. It's really complicated to figure them all out, but it's a good time waster. Again, $5. I don't know if you've played it already on the computer, if there's anything exceedingly exciting about buying it again on iOS, because um, it's literally the same game. It's, a, it's just a port where your finger is now the clicker. Um, but it works pretty well, and there's a zoom function, so you can see what you're doing. The zoom counting is touching anything? Zoom does not count as touching anything. Uh, so you can zoom around and not touch stuff, which is great. Uh, I've also 
this game called Super Cat on iOS. Uh, it's a side scroller, block breaker, head squisher, just like original Mario. Uh, cool. Fun, free to my knowledge. Uh, yeah. So those are the those are the big ones. More Mirror's Edge Catalyst. You gotta go fast. So I'm finishing the campaign. Um, it has hooked me at least to finish the campaign, so I'm gonna do it. Good. Um, which has is it good. gotten any better since it actually has? It? Yeah, it actually has. And and the reason for that, I'm adding it to my review. I'm glad I didn't post it yet because now that I've gotten to like the three fourths mark, I've unlocked all these other tools. You yeah. can do so much more now, and I actually feel a little bit more like Spider Man because I have a like like web slingy thing, and I can grab onto like cranes and shoot across oh, another cool. building. Yeah, so I, I have much more mobility, and it felt very tight before, and now I actually have free reign, and it feels like I can't be stopped, which is cool. Okay. Um, now, Mirror's Edge Original is free for those of you with Xbox Live Gold this weekend. Um, so get Mirror's Edge. I think it's up for the week. It's their, um, their one-week deal or two-week deal, whatever their quarter is. They, you know, they do monthly deals with games with gold. So it's now available. Two games a month. Faux is free, it, okay. So it's one of those. Is it similar? Just because I literally don't know because I've never had Xbox Gold. Is it similar to PlayStation Plus where as long as you're subscribed and you've downloaded it during that time, you can play it whenever? Exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. So you um, just have to like download it when it's within that window and then you can continue to play it as long as your subscription is active. Precisely. It. And even better than that, you nice. can delete it off the hard drive and download it infinite times later. And it just attaches it to your account. Exactly. Oh, that's nice. It, it just logs it as a purchase. Cool. Um, I've also been playing Battlefield 4 for some reason. I never cared about Battlefield and I still don't care about Battlefield even though I've logged five hours <laughs> since the last time we played. Um, but it is a good shooter, I guess. Um, there are some issues that I have with the game, and that's probably because I'm playing the campaign like a chump instead of playing multiplayer, which is why the game was designed in the first place. Um, but as I said, it's not really my cup of tea in the first place anyway, so eh, whatever. Um, and then Pokemon Go. I downloaded and I played Pokemon Go for exactly five minutes, and it was to figure out how to assign a buddy Pokemon to my character and then log back out. So, yeah. so now I have a little Squirtle. And then I sign out of the game, and I won't touch it again until the companion watch app is available. It's been a slow week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's me. What about you guys? Um, for me, I've been playing again a lot of World of Warcraft. So many. Um, so many. <laughs> um, I've gotten close to um, maxing out my character's item level for like the pre-raid content. I don't um, even know so what that means. Basically like you're you can get max level so like you can level used to have a level cap of 100 in the last expansion now it's 110 so I've reached level 110 and then now that I'm 110 I can get better and better gear and that gear has item levels so all of my gear has an item level associated with how good the stats are basically mm. um, and so there's a, a soft cap right now with how high your gear can go to like how high your item level can be overall because it, um, once they release the raids that's going to be since that's the hardest content in the game the end content of the game um, that's going to give you the best gear possible mm. so 
normal raids release next Tuesday, and then heroic and mythic raids, which are equal, like harder and harder, release in two weeks. Um, so right now I'm very close to that soft cap, which I think is at like 850 is like the gear score. Um, and I'm at like 838, something like that. So you're getting so, real close. So I'm getting really close, which means it's going to be pretty easy, as long as everybody in my group is close to that score um, going into raiding next week. We should be able to like fully complete um, the Emerald Nightmare, which is the name of the, the raid coming out next Tuesday, mm. um, which I'll probably stream uh, if anybody's interested in, in watching that and seeing that content. Yeah, Twitch, um, check it out. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for it. Um, I've been working on a review for it. It's just like so hard because there's so much content to get through. Um, and so much of the content in this new expansion is like class specific also, um, which is really cool and like makes it very nice when you have like a lot of different characters. Um, it makes it not as much of a chore to like level your alts um, and like level other characters that you have. So. Not a plus. It's good. Um, but I've been playing that. I've been playing... Uh, I played a little bit of Overwatch. Um, just yeah. as, like, a thing to do that's not going to, like, have me sitting at a chair for hours. Um, and that's pretty much it. I've been playing mobile games on the train. Nothing super crazy. Um, I've been playing Nonstop Night, which um, is... Free. It's pretty cool. It's basically um, it's basically like a dungeon crawler where you like kill a certain number of enemies in a level and then you like go down to like another level, um, kill a bunch of enemies, and then every third level is a boss. Mm. Um, so your character the reason why it's called nonstop night is your character doesn't stop killing things. Like you don't actually have to control your character. You basically just um, get to use like special moves. So like your character will automatically like melee hit things and run to the next like group of enemies, melee hit them, run to the next group, melee hit them. So it's um, kind of like a it's kind of like a cookie clicker. Yeah. Almost. It's it's similar. Yeah, and, and basically that- like the the reason why you have to go back is to like collect all the coins that your um, your character was basically grinding while you weren't that while you didn't have the app open. Yeah. Um, and then he can't face any bosses un- unless you actually click the face boss button. Um, so basically, you can like get as far as you can. Each each new like level of the dungeon you get to is going to be harder, but also give you better rewards and more like gold and money. Um, you can upgrade your weapons, which makes you last longer. And then you can basically every boss that you kill um, gives you more in-game currency that will allow your character to level up and get better, mm. um, like your stats. Um, and basically when it gets too hard, you can ascend to the top floor again, collect all of your booty. Um, you lose all your items, but you can level up your stats at that point so then you can face the dungeon crawler again and try to get even further and further and further even every time this it's, looks like one of those monster clicker games where you can tap the screen to help attack 
or you're yeah. like you assign these little dudes to fight for you and then you kind of just check back in and you have to like smash a whole bunch to get through the bosses because they're technically too hard yeah like, it's okay, fun. all right it's just another cookie clicker that's fine that's good cool fun. new game great it's fun i like it yeah. yeah i i would recommend it especially like if you want a game that you don't have to be like super invested in but like it's fun to kind of go back to every once in a while mm. and it rewards you when you're not playing it too which is nice i like that it's good anything else that was really it it's, That's it's really wow. just been like a week of wow yeah is did the bioshock hd it did oh. it did on the 13th the the bioshock extension um i was under the impression and perhaps i was uninformed um that they were going to be providing that to those who had paid for the games already uh i think you get discounts so it's like technically on sale on steam really you, you can steam you i thought it was for free if you have it in steam I, you it, do uh, is so, it a package what are they going to do? Uh, Send me a little thing because I have them. Literally, you just log into Steam and it shows up on your list: Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock Two Remastered, uh, as Bio purchased game. Oh shit, you're not wrong. What about Bioshock Infinite Remastered? They didn't. They didn't remaster that for PC because it was too Bastards. new. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I have played the Bioshock One uh, remaster for probably two hours now. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is it good? It's rough, man. Uh, I hope that it's not on the console, but I was experiencing some pretty hefty visual glitches. Oh. And there are hardly any uh, graphical options. Like you can on PC, you can, you can change your field of view slider. You can change your anti-aliasing, and that's about it. There's no texture quality changes. Wow, or, you know, that's rough. That looks like th that sounds like they just ported it again. That's exactly what it is. And I think it's because the original version had a lot of problems running uh, on systems above Windows 8. Yeah. So I'm almost positive that this is just a compatibility patch uh, to make it work better on Windows 10. Mm. Um, I'll, I, I'll definitely I be getting it on console. So yeah, I mean, I, I, haven't played, uh, I haven't played Bioshock 2 yet or Minerva's Den on PC, so maybe they feel fair a little bit better. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm running Windows 7, so maybe I'll install it, take a look, and let you know if I'm still seeing yeah. the same issue. Yeah, that Bioshock one is is rough. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's still a great game. It is a fantastic so. game. Yeah, yeah, if you've never played Bioshock, like, by all means, if this is the yeah. only way to get to it, definitely get to it. But, mm. but just don't play that crappy iOS version. No, it's not worth it. There's an I got iOS it. version? There, there, there was is. an iOS version, but they pulled it after they updated to iOS 8 because it didn't work. It didn't wow. Work. If yeah. you have it in your purchase list, you can still download it. It'll just crash immediately. I have it, and it does crash immediately, and it's garbage. I, I, you know, I bought it for posterity because I was like, oh, man, Bioshock, totally good game. I made it to the second bathysphere like, drop-down, yeah. and then I couldn't anymore because it just... It's not the same playing with a roll like thumb. It's just you need some kind of controller or tactile sensation. Yeah. At all, it's not good. It's the game, but it's like it's like a rough just slap it on a phone, see if anybody will buy it. Port. I don't. Man, I feel like it, it must have been so hurting. difficult to play on on iOS. Oh, it sucked. It wasn't good. I didn't finish. It's not. It. It's so rough. It's hard. <laughs> good. It literally is. I bought it because. 
I loved the game and I was like, I'll do this to support the devs, but I really kind of feel like they were in a bad way to push that out. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, hey, did anyone come up with a game idea this month? They were like, Shit, uh, Bioshock on iOS. Put it on iOS. And then I did. Oh, so man. I fed I fed a dev. Feed your devs. Uh, cool. What, what about else you, have Tristan? you been playing, Tristan? Yeah. I've been playing Pcross 3D every day. It's still amazing. Did we talk about this last time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I showed you. Remember, it's the cube game where you. Oh make yeah, you did. That's and, right. yeah, it's a perfect subway game. The perfect taking a dump game. Like the perfect. Mm. The perfect. <laughs> I, I have. He, he, you, you might laugh, but like that's actually it's a legit, really big though. motivator on what games I pick up. Is can I play this on the throne? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Pixel Raider episode thirty-three is going to be best games to play <laughs> while on the pooper. So. <laughs> Um, I've been playing <laughs> games to take a dump to. I uh, I played. I hopped into uh, Halo Master Chief Collection with a couple of friends for yeah. a night. Nice. That game's still super broken. For yeah. multiplayer or co-op? Multiplayer. Yeah, I played multiplayer, and uh, it's weird because it has all four of the first Halo games for multiplayer, which are stunning. The, the only levels that people vote for. Are Halo Three levels? <laughs> Don't understand it. It's like the worst Halo game, and everybody just picks those levels all the time. It's so disgusting. <laughs> I would much rather play Halo Two or Halo. Well, you 1 can, levels. you know, you can join into a specific matchmaking that limits. You can, but at this point, the uh, it's so old and so broken that the only people that play it are like the Halo Three fanboys. Very segmented into fan playlists, base. so finding games in those specific playlists can be a daunting task. Um, mm. I've been playing, I didn't play any Overwatch this week, really. Yeah, me neither. Ever and since the Sombra ARG dropped out, I stopped caring as much. <laughs> kind of like, they're like, we're going to have to go dark for a while. I don't know if I'm going to be able to release anything. And everyone's like, all right, fuck this game. I don't care. So I wanted to play... Overwatch last week, but all of my friends were playing the WoW expansion. So Not me. I decided that it's finally time to invest in this test drive of what that game is. And I have been playing the starter edition of World of Warcraft for the last few days now. This is this is when we lose a friend to the heroine that is WoW. Here's, this is like the beginning of your path. This is like where you you see a before and you're like, I just tried it one time to be cool, and then there's like ten years later, and they're like covered in Doritos, like so, missing chunks of their hair. Oh god! So funny story is, and I don't remember doing this at all. I apparently made a test account to try it out in 2014 because I had an achievement that was like play on WoW's eighth anniversary. Not to knock WoW. Uh, oh. So I had apparently downloaded that, made an account, and made a character, and I named him Spunk Farts. Yep. Don't remember this at all. As but, you do. Yeah, as you do. Um, so I deleted Spunk Farts pretty promptly, and I started <laughs> over. Uh, I, I reached two. I reached the level twenty starter, like the starter level cap today, and quickly ran out of things to do. So now it's like time to shit or get off the pot on whether or not I want to continue. 
And I got to say, and I know, you know, like Danny will have reason after reason after reason for why this is great. But I just can't figure out if I'm actually having fun or if I'm just having a positive emotional response from watching XP go up. Yes, uh, that. Because that seems more and more game. like what it's doing. It's not the game. That's not to say that it's, I will tell it's you a that game. It's not the game. It's the emotional response, bro. I've seen so it's many just, friends go down this road and they came out broke at the just, other end. I, and maybe the starter, like the starter edition is limited to, to the things that you can do. So basically all that I did over and over was fetch quests or kill a certain amount of dudes. And that felt like the game. And just like waiting for that like rush of endorphins because I completed a quest seems like misleading somehow it is misleading because there's so much more that you can do and wow like, like seriously a big like fetch quest to kill a boss I, I hate leveling and i hate questing like that's my least favorite part of wow and that's all the trial is basically yeah like you, you you reach level 20 and the the biggest thing that you can do at level 20 is get a starter mount um but like i live for like raiding and end game content like there's nothing better than getting in a giant group of people like you can get in a group of 10 people 25 people 40 people and like take down the hardest bosses in the game these boss fights have like crazy mechanics everybody's running around doing different shit if somebody does something wrong everyone dies and like those fights go on for like 8 to 16 minutes like it is like a social crazy adrenaline rush that is so much fun mm -hmm. and like going through an entire raid instance like an entire basically raid dungeon probably takes about two or three hours with a good group and like if it's a, a long dungeon um it's incredible so, like it is so much fun and like you don't get to that content in those trials like Man, I, I can't I, even tell you how much fun it is. Like, I come I, back to World of Warcraft every expansion, every every year. I feel like every new raid that comes out. I need to watch your stream on raiding then, because I feel, you know, with the amount of people that are so passionate and adore this game so much, I feel like there has to be something that I'm missing. Um, 100% there is. And I don't even get into, like, the PvP aspect of it. And a lot of people who are obsessed with WoW are obsessed with the PvP content, um, the player versus player content, which is basically, like, battlegrounds and arena. So there's, like, if you, if you think of, you know, Halo, there are, like, you know, Halo-style matches where it's just, like, objective-based, capture the flag-based, or, like, just team versus team. And then there's, like, two-on-two, 3v3, 5v5, um, and, like, all the different compositions you can have within them with, like, the different classes, healers mm -hmm. versus DPS versus tank. Like, oh, my God, it's so but fun. I think one of the things that's keeping me from just kind of taking the plunge at this point is... Uh, the, the price point? Yeah, and it's not like it's not it's you know 15 bucks a month whatever that's that's fine. It's not like overly expensive, but the thing is is like I I'm very much a person who likes to go between a lot of different games. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm usually playing two or three things at one time because that's my my hobby. Uh and I'm 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 concerned that putting in this $15 a month promise like am I going to now feel 
more obligated to play this game because I'm now paying so much to be a part of it. As that's opposed, fair. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, but that's that's definitely fair. It's probably yeah. worth at least dumping in 15 bucks to see what the full game is. Um, well, you would probably to have to buy the expansion. Well, I would recommend buying the expansion because then you would get so, that 100 boost. Everything that I've read is every, when you have like the World of Warcraft, the $20 one, you get everything up to Warlords of Drenner. Yeah. That's that you're so you're saying that is not enough to start with. Well, that's uh, the past five expansions. And that so you get, you get World of Warcraft, which lets you, which is the OG vanilla that gets you to level 40. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Burning Crusade, which will get you to level 60. Then you have uh, yeah, Wrath of the Lich King, which will Crusade. get you to. 80 and then you have cataclysm which gets you to 85 and then you have miss of pandaria which will get you to 90 and then you have warlords of draenor which will get you to 100 the the panda one that's the the kung fu panda one yes that one (laughs) um and then the latest one legion gets you to 110 do you want to know something depressing for just a second? Yeah. There are more pandas in World of Warcraft than there are on the planet. That's true. It's true. There's also more um, orcs on World of Warcraft than there yeah. are in in Lord of the Rings. One day pandas will be extinct, and we'll just think of them as as fantasy World of Warcraft creatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. You know, I've been trying out the World of Warcraft experiment. Still trying to weigh my thoughts on it let me know what you end up doing because i'm i'm actually curious i I, i'm not gonna do it i'll tell you that up front it's not not worth trying to it's not for everybody it's not but so i my biggest question so you mentioned raids right you mentioned that the biggest most fun you have is like when you get together in a big group and you roll on a boss and just crush it for three hours like that's that sounds really cool i'm interested in that when I got Destiny, that was kind of what I was hoping for in Destiny, mm-hmm. was to be able to roll on bosses and crush it with my friends and like have an Xbox experience uh, similar to what I had been promised in World of Warcraft, but never found to be there for me, personally. Yeah. But then they were like, yeah, but you got to know 15 people with Destiny who are in your friend group who will play with you for raids or else you literally can't play that content which actually was what killed it for me in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, yeah. okay, cool, well, now I'm done with the content and I can't do any of the cool epic tier shit, so I don't really care about building my character anymore, and because I only have three or four pr- friends that ever play, that's not really enough raid. Like, yeah. we could do it, but it'd be really hard. Maybe I could do the Nightfalls, but I didn't, I didn't care enough. Mm-hmm. So in WoW, is that the same? Do you have to know these people in Discord? Like, you got to have a group together, or can so, you match make? Yeah, for... for instance. For raiding, um, there's a couple different things that you can do. If Mm. you don't have, like, a group of friends... Well, let me explain it this way. For normal raids, heroic raids, and mythic raids, um, you need to have a group of at least seven, I believe. Um, And basically, the actual raid instance itself, so that dungeon, will scale based on how many people you have in the raid. Um, I think to an upper limit of 
25 or 30 people. Um, I, I forget what the upper limit is, but basically like if you have eight people, the basically the amount of health that these bosses will have will scale to be appropriate for eight people to fight. If you have like 25 people, it will mm. scale. Yes. Okay. Um, and so, so you can't just roll on it too quickly. Yeah. Right. And so all of that will scale based on how many people you have. Um, and so the gear will also scale in terms of how many things drop. Um, so when you, when you kill a boss, part of the fun of it is that, not everyone will get something from it. So um, you can do like personal loot. There's like different looting systems um, to best match the kind of group that you have. Um, so there's like personal loot where it's like everybody just kind of like picks up off the boss. Sometimes we'll get gold, sometimes we'll get gear and it's like not connected to anybody else. Um, there's group loot and master loot where basically like you'll one person will go and like pick up from the boss and then everybody will get a pop-up that mm -hmm. says, here's the stuff that came from off of this boss. Do you need it or do you want to greet it or do you want to pass on it? So the people who roll need will have like a dice roll out of a hundred. The highest roller will get the gear. Um, and then there's oh, that's like, good. Okay. yeah, there's, there's other things that you can do too. Like um, what my, raid group does is we have like a loot council so we have like our our guild has like a dedicated set of raiders and we all we have a schedule um we raid at a certain time every week um and basically we have a, a group of people that are from every type of character that you can have in a raid so like we have a one or two healers, one or two DPSs, and one or two tanks go into a loot council and decide where they should divvy up the loot based on how our progression Wait. is going. A, like if a, we're a facing a boss, loot, a loot council, a loot council, yeah. So like if we know that the next, that we are holding the council of the elders. To <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. So it's it's just like a, it's not like anything that's in the actual game. Right. Um, it is, there's a couple add-ons that you can have that will enhance this um, kind of discussion, um, it but it's basically just like an agreed upon thing from all of our, all of our people who we raid with that, you know, Dude, loot council. That's meta as fuck. Kind of like distributes the loot based on like your attendance and also based on our progression as like a as a guild so um like if we no. know that the next boss is going to be very healer intensive um or if we're about to get a gear check on another boss where it's like this boss is really really hard and you're not going to be able to kill him unless you know your healers are really geared because there's like a lot of like area of effect damage um like we will distribute the loot accordingly so that we can continue to progress um, in in our battles so that we can continue to clear more and more bosses. Um, How diplomatic of you. What happens if somebody steals your shit? They're just what like, la, 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 and they run in and touch the dragon and steal all the shit in its <laughs> pouch and then run off from the group and then disconnect from the server. I think so, that's the whole point of rolling is that they can't just do that, right? Yeah, there's the rolling, and when it's set to master looter, um, there's only one person in the raid who is actually able to pick up and distribute loot. So, so wait, that, what happens if that guy just goes rogue and was like, this is all mine now, you 
I mean, that, that does the, happen. The, that we'll does happen. And like, if That's you, rude. if you like just join a different group or like, if you're not, um, if you're in a raid group that isn't like your raid group or like people, you know, like people will ninja loot. Um, and it's just kind of like ninja loot. Yeah. Sounds like, that sounds like take uh, it the go. entire plot of, I don't even remember the name of this game anymore. Cause it's <laughs> stupid. What Thief? Is it? No, <laughs> Uh, no, Alex loves it. What's it called? Division. Call of Duty. The Division. Oh, the Division. Yeah. Everyone's so, well, we're going to bring that shit back up. Sorry, Alex. Let me ask you how you feel about this, Danny. Like, yeah. So I think about games from time to time. Once in a while. Once in a while. And when I do it, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, why that game's fun. You know, what what's making me think about that game? You know, with Pokemon, it's like, what am I doing to build my character? What what is my what is my strategy for for becoming you know the better trainer? You know, with yeah. Zelda, it's like this dungeon. I'm thinking about you know the storyline. I'm thinking about all that. When I was thinking about World of Warcraft, when I was sitting at work, I was thinking about XP. I was thinking about numbers. Like, <laughs> how does that translate to fun? You know, is am I am I it's just am I way. getting in, am I getting in too late where I missed? something from this initial draw like i feel like the lore is there's so vast now that it's impenetrable and look people know so much about it compared to me that i could never compete with them like am look, i just am i, I just think too, feel free to contradict me on this but i have heard it from the mouths of wow addicts themselves saying it's just like a slot machine in that you feel the rush when you hit the bar and then you just keep plugging coins into it waiting for that fucking pop out to continue to to give you the reason to keep playing the game, it is it it has a lot going for it. I'm not going to say it doesn't. Like there are millions of expansions, and there are so many different things you can do. And I've just again, I've never played. So don't take my word for it. You should do your own research. But my understanding is that this is the kind of game that pulls you in to continue pulling you in, not to give you any kind of intrinsic reward or value or make you feel like you've accomplished something. Coming from the guy who plays exclusively mobile games, yeah. which are totally I mean, designed sure. to do okay. exactly yeah. that. But, 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 but the argument I would say is I'm not pouring continuous money into mobile gaming, whereas you are pouring continuous money into one game for yeah. the exact same payout. Okay, so I have a couple things that I can say There's to that. Something to think about. Um, as someone who has, like, if I, well, when you're in World of Warcraft, if you type in slash played, you can see how much time you've spent in this game per character. As someone, I know that I have easily spent at least, like, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess how many 9, days I've spent in this hours. game? Wait, is it possible to see your like total playtime? Yes, it is. Do you know what yours is? Hold on, let me. Um, How many hours have you put in? I'm going to screen share right now, um, so that I I'm, can show I'm genuinely you. curious to know like how much time Danny has poured Hold out of her life into WoW. Also, for those of you that are listening, uh, Danny's wallpaper is two cats that are astronauts, which is also <laughs> my mobile wallpaper. Funny enough. Oh my god. Okay, so I am booting so into my game right now. Um, I have a number of different characters. And also, this... can we talk about how disgusting your desktop is? I you know, it's, it's really, really folders, bad. Dude. I've had a lot of projects. Okay, so this is my monk that I've been playing on right now. For everyone um, listening to the podcast, this is a beautiful, beautiful undead creature um, with feather 
like shoulders, um, like a cool cowl thing, and big giant fist knock knuckle things. Anyway, um, my monk is n was not my main character for a really long time. Um, so I'm actually going into my other character, both of which are named Poop. Um, but this DK has been my main character since since Wrath of the Lich King, which was like four expansions ago. This is running at a very smooth four frames per second. So I'm hitting slash play right now. I have on just this character... Um, 85 days, 17 hours, 20 minutes, and 7 seconds. What the? 85 days? 85 days. You have poured, what is that, 3 months of your life? Now, granted, this has been over... Of continuous playtime. I actually means, hours. like, actually a full year of your life has gone into this. No. No. No, this no. is total time many, played. Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. Is it's it's eighty four days. That's divided by twenty four hours, right? So you're not playing for twenty four hour day. You have to eat. You have to go to school. Go to work. Do whatever. No, no, no. Else, this right? is like so I have stretched out. This is like an entire t timer. Like I have played World of Warcraft for yeah. like seven or eight years. So let's assume you're playing and so four like hours a day. If, what? No. Not even close. How many? Okay, so let's see. How many days in a year? I'm trying to calculate how many days. 365 times, let's say, seven years divided by... So that's 2,555 days divided by 89. What is this? Divided by 60... I have no lot. idea how to do the math for this. It's a lot, either way. That's a shit ton of time that you've put in this game. So I can tell you the amount of time that I've played just this expansion um, because I made this character. You're getting a straight two frames a second on my screen, just so you're aware. <laughs> um, and my total time played on this character, which I made this character earlier this year, um, and then I decided this would be my main character, is three days, 14 hours, 43 minutes, and nine seconds. So that would be three times 24 plus 14. So I've a, played this for 86 hours. Do you have a guess on how much money you've put into this game? Like over these, the seven years that I've played it? Average total. Um... Let me stop screen sharing so that it's not like crazy anymore. Much um, better, much better. Let's see, total time played, or total money spent. So it's, so each expansion is about $60 if I get like the super edition. You've already um, spent $1,200 on the monthly subscription fee at $15 a month for seven years. I have taken breaks, but, and I also pay per, um, I don't pay 15 per month because I pay per year, which ends up being like $10 a month. Um, All right. Let's see. So 840 probably rounded down to $750. Um, add like $250 just for like the expansions alone. 
Um, We're at a thousand. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And then I've had a couple character transfers, which are $25 each. And I'm happy to say I've never bought gold, but people do that. No farming for you? I, I just sell stuff. I craft and sell things to make gold. Yeah, I'm, I would not be surprised if I'm looking at like $1,200. Wow. Um, which is a lot of money, but think about how much money you spend on just like games per year. How many games do you think you buy a year? That's fair. Multiply that by 60 yeah, plus fair. tax. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I mean, if I do that, I'm way over that amount. So yeah, but in different kinds of experiences in different, yeah. you know, worlds, I mean, there, there's something to be said for, supporting devs from teams that you love and in, in like new yeah. arenas as they produce no, I, and, and i'm not docking that or anything but i mean to go right. back to this the, is but the this questions might, that you had before about like where's this is the on value top of in all it the and, other games that you've bought as well that's yes. my point no yeah that's true yeah but i mean it's like it's totally fair like i mean then is, again i can't is, yeah you clearly, know money goes clearly, where it's gonna go it's fine this is but, clearly danny's thing yeah, and, I'm not. Yeah. I can't. And I'm I mean, that's fun. That's, I, right wrong. that's what she's I, passionate about. If I took every, hour I spend. Of my life, I spend so much money on other bullshit that I care about myself. <laughs> I'm not saying you guys don't have to defend my. my I'm not love saying of wow. But if what I, I'm saying is it that to me is a is a costly endeavor. It, yeah. I just say you know it comes with some more weight than buying a separate game, for example. If I took every hour of my life that I put into playing a Zelda game. And how much money I put into buying those games over and over, like that's still pretty yeah. ridiculous. I mean, that total amount of money that I've spent, when you break it up per year, it's like less than two hundred dollars a year. That's not bad. So it, it seems like a lot of money, but it's been like God, it's been like seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, and and, and it's returning value. With the amount of time that you put into that, it's like totally worth it. It's probably. totally worth it. And I mean, one of the things that keeps me coming back is so many of the people that I know from WoW. Like it's very much like once you get into endgame content, it becomes a very social beast. Like even people that I've never talked to on WoW, if we end up in a group together, like we have similar things to talk about. Like we can just talk once they get like, you know, over the fact that I'm a, a lady talking to them on World of Warcraft, then usually, Wait play usually the conversation goes to like. I believe it. I totally. So believe basically, it. Endgame World World of Warcraft is one giant subreddit. Is what you're yeah. saying? It. Mm -hmm. You know what? Sometimes it does end up like that. It's subreddit like I've, simulator. I've known <laughs> certain people from World of Warcraft for like seven or eight years now. Um, and a, a handful of them I've met in real life because of WoW. Um, and the folks that I like still keep in contact with, which is probably about like 20 to 30 people, um, are really close. Like we have each other's te uh, telephone numbers, like we text each other. Um, and I'd say half of those people I'm going to be raiding with next Tuesday. Um, well, cause we like all came back to wow so that we could raid again together. Mm -hmm. Um, so like there's very much a social aspect to it too. Um, in addition to all that other stuff, if I didn't have those friends that I 
would be able to do this end game content with, um, there would still be an appeal there for me because I enjoy the content of WoW, um, but it definitely would not be as strong. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, Tristan, what do you think? You're the one on the fence here. I'm the naysayer in this battle. Uh, what do I think curious. about about what? I mean, I mean, well, Danny has made a strong argument. Do you think you're going to go ahead and shit or get off the pot? I think that I'm going to probably put a month's worth of money into it, see what I get out of it from that point, and see if there's a, a draw. Um, but like I said, you know, I I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a very hard time getting to a point where. I, I stop spending the time that I put into other games so that I can, you know, be as dedicated to this game as every other person that I know that plays it seems to be. Uh, because yeah. literally everybody that I know that plays World of Warcraft, they play World of Warcraft and then they play other games on the side. And I don't know that that's what I want. That makes sense. It does. It makes sense. Your time is valuable. You need yeah. to know where you're going to put it. Yeah. Well, Anyways, that's a that. that's a pretty good pretty good <laughs> pause point since this was technically like what have you been playing? Um, yeah, so there is there is some news that we should go through, and then yeah. if you guys are still on board, uh, we can talk about. Uh, actually, this would be a good segue into it, um, which is the money we spend on games. What is reasonable? What is outrageous? And what do you guys find to be like a good average, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, let's let's talk about let's news, the first, news first, and then we'll yeah. we'll pick up on that. Just to so, around the news for us. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So let's see. We've got for PlayStation related. Uh, Last Guardian was delayed until December sixth. Balls oh. to it. I mean, it's been what, a decade now. What's what's another couple yeah. months? Technically <laughs> uh, <laughs> true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, holy shit, twenty-seven. I hate to say it, but uh, No Man's Sky got delayed a couple times too. That's true. So let's just yeah. hope. So, um, what was that other game that came out that was a stinking pile of garbage? Uh, God, it was like the bubblegum game. Um, so I'll come back to it. You keep continuing. I'll bring it back up later. It was Fine. it was that bad that we don't remember it. Yeah, it's like. Anyways, uh, so alongside of that, we also have delays for Kingdom Hearts 2.8. No. Uh, that got delayed until Q1 of 2017. Lucky for you, if you are the proud owner of a 3DS, you can play it right now because it already exists there. Um. So that's not as bad. Uh, South Park Fractured But Whole got delayed as well. Duke Nukem um, Forever. That's oh. the one. Okay, I, I get that. Oh, Thank you. Sorry. Um, yeah, but yeah, South Park got delayed to Q1 of 2017. So that's that's a thing. Seriously, uh, no? Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a new Resident, Resident Evil 7 demo that's out for PS4, which... From what I've heard, I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but everybody's saying it's changed their outlook on Resident Evil 7 to a much more positive way than mm. it kind of was during that E3 reveal. Um, that's so that's good. good. It has like that's a very, cool. it has a very like, I don't know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe with like a weird oh. like twisted family and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, 
Sounds like American Horror Story. Yeah, I've never seen that, but I, there's no Lady Gaga in uh, <laughs> Seven, so that's too bad. Not yet. Um, let's see. Uh, the Sony Sony uh, Worldwide Studios president uh, Shuhei Yoshida came out and said that No Man's Sky probably could have done a much better job with their marketing instead of kind of putting the whole burden on Sean Murray because he's an indie developer and not someone who markets games, which to me feels like they're just kind of throwing Sean Murray under the bus. Again. Yeah. Uh, I feel so bad. That guy has gotten so much shit. And he made a really incredible... We're not going to talk about it again. I know we're not going to talk about it again. Incredible thing. And it bothers me that everyone shits on him as opposed to the Instead game of and Sony. Because Sony. Sony, I think, is the one that fucked it up. Yeah, and it's kind of disappointing that the only kind of accountability there is one statement that will be forgotten in a yep. week. Yeah. But yeah. For shame. Uh, what else do we got? Let's see. Uh, Xbox News. The Witness came out. So if you haven't played The Witness, you have a reason to go play so The Witness. So good. So uh, good. All right. I'll check it out. Uh, Axiom Verge is set to launch on September 30th, so there's another cool thing. You know, we we all, those of us here who have played it, really enjoy it. So if you haven't played it, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, Microsoft crossed the line for 250 backwards compatible Xbox 360 and Xbox Arcade games for oh, uh, playable Xbox One. So there's a lot of stuff to play. They still don't have uh, Fable Anniversary backwards compatible, which bums me out. Still waiting for that one. Um, Recore launched this week. Tony picked it up. He says he likes the beginning. Um, kind of falls apart near the end from what I've heard. I had a very different experience. <laughs> you can read about that tomorrow. Um, you know what? Screw it. I was going to buy ReCore <laughs> on PC. Now, ReCore is the first proper uh, Xbox Anywhere game, meaning if you buy on the PC or on the Xbox One, it's it's cross-buy between both of them, and they transfer saves. Technically, they did that with Quantum Break, but they still gave you a different code for the game, so it didn't really count, and this is all just seamless. Um, so I had heard that the Xbox One version wasn't so great, so I was going to buy the PC version. Um, Yada, yada, yada. I didn't end up buying it, but I did find out that my video card in my very expensive computer that I just bought uh, is currently in litigation for a class action lawsuit because it is not as high performing as advertised, which sucks. Mm. Sucks, yeah. Uh, so thanks a lot for that, NVIDIA. I'll probably <laughs> still I'll probably still play ReCore because it seems like take those really... Take the $30 and put them into, put it into WoW. Yeah, I mean, Record yeah, Record isn't just like, you know, some disposable game. You know, on top of being the first Xbox Live Anywhere game, it's also um, two of the credits in the game are are the creator of Mega Man and the director of Metroid Prime, which are both like stellar games. So super, super good. I'm assuming that there's there are definitely things there that are going to be really cool, and I, I do want to check that out still. So mm. yeah, that's that's that. Um, yeah. Let's see what else do I got. I think that's really... Oh, that uh, I have an update. Remember when we were talking about the NES emulator for Xbox One? Yes. Yeah. So that got nixed, right? Yeah, it got nixed. Actually, turns out it got nixed on the Windows Store as well. Ooh. Um, they made them pull it from there. 
So in response to that, the guy made a HTML5 version of it that will run on the Xbox Live's or Xbox One's web browser. So smart. Totally just kind of went around that whole thing, and now you can play whatever you want on your Xbox One uh, with pretty good compatibility, it turns out. So that's a thing. Um, I, I still wouldn't recommend doing that, but you know, each his own. Uh, Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo <clears throat> announced, yeah, it's kind of a slow week because TGS it was is. last week, so yeah, but yeah, Nintendo announced a 3DS XL Pokemon the Sun and Moon version, which looks really, really good. Uh, Will should probably check that out, yes, yes, um, yes. One day, one day, I'll go for it. They've announced that one Pokemon day. Go is the fastest iOS game to reach 500 million dollars in revenue in the history of the App Store. There are a lot of I do not that doubt game. that at all. And when I say whales, I'm not referring to size, I'm referring to the size of their wallets. Yes, people pour money into these games. On what? On what even? Except for lures. Lures are attractive. Um, I want to buy lures. On top of that, it has lost 78% of its current user base. Not surprised. That also is comparable to the No Man's Sky user base, yeah. which is pretty like um, 10% of what it was at launch. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, let's see. Overwatch received an update. So they nerfed Mercy a little bit so that she doesn't get as many play of the games when she does multi-reses. And they sped... I don't know when was the last time you guys played, but they sped up the payload speed for the uh, vehicle on the new map, Eichenwald. Yeah. Uh, Because what they were finding was a lot of times, and I've definitely experienced this, the attacking class or the attacking team has a humongous trouble getting it uh, getting it to, to where it needs to go um, just because the defense has such a, a huge advantage. Yeah. So they patched that to kind of make it a little more fair. Um, in other PC news, the guy that was the quote-unquote lore expert at Blizzard, uh, he was in charge of all of the yes! lore and stuff for, for World of Warcraft. He, uh, he's leaving Blizzard to go retire, it seems, not go work on other things, kind of do his own thing. So, yeah, Chris Metzen, uh, right? You, yeah, no, Rob Pardo. Is that, I don't know, maybe... maybe that Tony sounds right. Hold I don't on. know. <clears throat> Tony, if you're listening, tweet in now to tell us the name of this person. I'm looking at it, it is, right uh, now. Tony yeah. saying dicks. Uh, the dicks. Uh, continuing on that, um, Yacht Club Games uh, came out and unveiled a new campaign for Shovel Knight uh, with a whole new different character. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's called okay. Spectre, Spectre of Torment, and this is another game that uh, Tony and I are both huge proponents of. It's so good. Wow. Um, so I do have the fact check here for yeah. and the retirement. The, the verdict? It is Chris Metzen. Gotcha. Okay, so this is actually a different bullet point than that Tony put. Rob Pardo, the former Blizzard designer credited with much of World of Warcraft's success, is opening his own studio with $25 million in venture capital and an all-star list of partners, according to the New York Times. So that's yes, different that is also point. accurate. Yes. Um, hmm. So Rob Pardo made his own studio, Chris Metzen retiring from blizzard mm -hmm. so blizzard is, is losing yeah. two really huge people right now mm -hmm. yeah um and then another blizzard this is just a very blizzardy week blizzard will now let you change your battle tag 
if you throw ten dollars their way. Oh. Yeah. First time is free. Mm -hmm. But if you've used it up, then you have to pay ten dollars for each additional. Okay. Is, it, is it free the first time? That's what it says in Tony's note. So I'm gonna take uh, his word for it. Huh. I'll keep my battle tag. Yeah. What is your What is your battle tag right now? Poop. Is it poop? Um. Anyone can uh, add me if they want. It is poop number one five three two. Okay. Uh. Yeah. That's. Pretty much. Let's see. Do I have anything else? Last Guardian was delayed. Kingdom Hearts delayed. Uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, pretty good. That's, that's, all I, that's all I got. All right. Well, then, why don't we talk about the top of the the We'll talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So we started off by talking about what games we've been playing and the fact that you guys have been playing WoW and getting into this. So what? What do you expect from a game when you pay "quote unquote" full price? And then let's talk about what that full price is. So, you don't want to start. I mean, I think that's a. I it's think totally it, loaded question. Absolutely, I think it yeah, really differs based, based on system. So why don't we why don't we talk about what your averages are and what you would consider the normal? I mean, it it, it definitely differs on a lot of different things and i mean the biggest thing is is like a, a video game is art and yeah. mm -hmm. no two artists visions are the same so so what you perceive as as a full price product might be totally different to, to someone else mm -hmm. what i expect from a 60 dollar game is an experience that i take something away from um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, so it then you know, so, I played. I paid sixty dollars for games that lasted just a few hours, and I paid sixty dollars for games that lasted me hundreds of hours. But what's important is that it's memorable, and and I take something away from it. So let's let's use an example then. Journey game came out for PlayStation Network, right? Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic game. I think it was priced at ten dollars when it released. Fifteen, I think. Fifteen. Yeah. Would that have been worth sixty to you because it gave you that level of experience? Or why would it? Why was it priced right at fifteen dollars? If not, I mean, obviously, the lower the price was, was was a definitely a draw. Would I have paid more for Journey? Probably. I think I prob for Journey, I probably would have paid up to twenty five or thirty for it. Mm -hmm. I think thirty would have been a stretch, but I think be because of the experience that game gave, especially since that was like one of the first big titles that that really like showed you a story like that like i mm -hmm. feel like there's a there's more games that do what journey did now i, yeah. I feel like if it had come out at the time at $30 i probably would have waited to get it but then ultimately got it and yeah. would have enjoyed it for that price mm -hmm. So it being fifteen dollars uh, encouraged the impulse buy of okay, let's try it out. I hear good things. Why not fifteen dollars? I can yeah. float. But I'm gonna get it right away instead of like waiting, waiting for a review or something to see what other people have thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm. Yeah, it's just that's such a loaded. You know, I paid sixty dollars for Skyrim, which was you know a crazy, engaging, multi-branching story role-playing game. Um, which was wonderful, 
but at the same time i also paid 60 dollars for shadows of the colossus which is effectively you know two things it's it's fighting monsters mm -hmm. over and over and over and riding a horse over and over and over but at the same time the way that game is is carried out and and what it tells you in the storytelling is kind of more impactful to me than anything that ever happened in skyrim so mm -hmm. yeah. to me that was worth that even though there's less substance there it was still such a powerful game that like i had no problem paying that money for it yeah yeah and Man. Part of it comes down to like the strength of the artist's vision, like the rendering of what they've come, what what they've thought of, how it comes to life. You know, again, what it leaves you with, the feelings you get when you play the game. And again, not every game is going to be an emotional ride, but you know, I agree with you in that you should take something away. And I've played, I've paid sixty dollars for things like Battlefront which I kind of wish that I hadn't, but yeah. at the same time, I'm also kind of like, maybe that was worth $60, mm -hmm. but is it because the game is worth $60 or is it because the industry has set the price and I'm willing to pay that? And that's is that a, not the same thing? I mean, that's, that's like, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. You know, you get a game, you get a game like No Man's Sky that's $60 based on the fact that, you know, Sony is in, is in charge of kind of pushing that on the world. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, so. Like something can be a triple A title and sixty dollars, but still not even worth that. Mm -hmm. I think like mm -hmm. at least for me, the most recent thing that comes to mind is the division. Um, something that was like hyped up, like clearly a triple A title, like a lot of thought and energy and uh, really like some of the heavy hitters of the industry were behind it. But like ultimately, in the gameplay and in the gameplay experience really fell short for me definitely not worth 60 dollars. i wish i hadn't bought it digitally so i could have returned it mm -hmm. um i think like if i I'm trying to think like e even if i were to compare that to you know world of warcraft which i paid more for which is like or even destiny um like I've been thinking about getting that new Destiny expansion, and I've actually I would, been thinking about that myself. <laughs> and I've been, I would much be much more willing to spend, um, you know, that money on that versus a Division expansion or even buying the Division again. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's tough. And also, I mean. It's such a subjective thing too, because yeah. what's, what's good to me is totally, you know, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard someone's on some podcast or some article say every game is somebody's favorite game. So whereas, you know, Alex loves destiny so much that he Division. can totally justify Oh yeah. He loves the division so much that he can totally justify that $60 price tag. I, I thought it was, you know, chipotle poops yeah and i mean sometimes sometimes games are like vehicles for different things like i think the division for alex like really was a a game that he found fun in some way that i don't understand but also like it brought him closer to his friends and family who were playing yeah. it with him like mm -hmm. wow is somewhat that to me as well because it's bringing me close to all these other people that I'm very social with. So I think like for me, some of that value that goes into 
that $60 price tag, that $40 price tag, whatever it is, is also the stuff that I get beyond that. Like I paid, I think it was $60 for Pokin, which I enjoyed. Um, and I played with my girlfriend and I think like if she had the choice to purchase that game and she's not a gamer, but like we play that together, I think that she probably would spend the money on that. Even though she doesn't play games, she doesn't, you know, particularly see value in playing games all the time. Mm. She's enjoyed some games. Um, but like, I think that that game would have that value to her because of the experience that we get playing it together. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And like, yeah. I go ahead. Uh, so, so you raise a good point in that a lot of it is intrinsic value. It's the value you assign to the game that kind of justifies whether that was worth it or not post reviews or seeing other people play it regardless, you know, but it's interesting to me that there are certain games that I play and I love and I would have paid more for it, having paid played them now. But when they launched, I was like, that's probably not worth what I'm going to drop on it. And then it turned out to be the best game I've ever played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting how that comes. And, and it's funny to me that $60 has become the industry standard across the board. Like, for console, for PC games, that seems to be, like, what the market will bear. Right I mean, that, that's, that standard was set, you know, by, by the publishers, by Sony, by Microsoft. And right, yeah, yeah. No, it's not even the devs. I, I think that it, it's... It's kind of like the console equivalent of that stigma for how iOS games kind of reach a threshold. If if it were up to Sony and Microsoft, those games would be seventy dollars, eighty dollars at this point. But yeah. if they tried to do that, consumers would would be like, you know, I'm not going to pay that. I uh, think that they do end up trying to do that though with like the special editions and things like that. Yeah, that's and I mean, exactly can... why they do that stuff. And so like mm -hmm. those those people that are dedicated enough to, to, to do that, they, they absolutely will find a way, which is why I absolutely disdain the fact that you and you and Tony buy all of these freaking special editions <laughs> that you can get your plastic statue that would cost four cents to make and then I mean, an extra seven. For me. Bucks. For me. As my justification, since my you really you know, wanted that mask, man. My livelihood is mask is, cool. is art. I mm -hmm. love art. I eat mm -hmm. art. I do art forever. If there's a special edition that comes with an art book, and I really, really enjoy the art of the game, like that's that already justifies the price of the special edition. You know what else is great to eat? Food. Eat <laughs> so much more food if you didn't get pre-ordered. Listen, ramen is really delicious. You can cook it mm. in a thing, in like a saucepan, put half the packet in, then put an egg on top. So Listen, you can get a those, great meal. You put a little those, scallion on top. You can get a great meal for like under $3. How are those kidney stones Boom. going, by the way? Great. <laughs> Passing them all day or a day. Yeah. yeah. Yo, all right. So, okay, so that brings me to the, the next question then, which is we're on... We've got the $60 industry standard. We're comfortable paying that for certain things. Again, it's a lot of it's subjective, you know, and sometimes it leads to disappointments that make us want to return stuff on Steam even after we've played five hours, <laughs> Tristan, but whatever. It was more like 17, 18 hours, but... 17, 18 hours even, Tristan. So what about mobile games? So as I said, I'm, I play a lot of mobile games because that's kind of my bread and butter when I'm not consoling. I have a long commute-ish... I mean, it's not the end of the world, but whatever. Point is, I play some mobile games, mm -hmm. and I'm willing to pay a certain amount of money, but for some reason I get this guttural reaction 
when I look at a game and it's six dollars on the App Store, and I'm like, why is that worth six? Like that is garbage. I don't want to pay that. That it looks stupid. And I'm like, that's a cup of coffee and a bagel, downtown New York. Yeah. That's which is which is my life otherwise. And you I'm can gonna get a cup of coffee and a bagel for six dollars. I know. Some Where places. the hell are you going? I got some good places. Actually, I can get one for four fifty at the place next to my job. I'll tell you that. That's great. good. Yeah, it's okay. Think, They're good. There's a good cup of coffee. I think that mobile gaming is a totally different beast, which has it kind is. of started to rear its head into console gaming with. Mm. with the kind of push on microtransactions, but yeah. so many freemium. games, so many games on on iOS, you know, they follow the same kind of freemium formula where they give you a taste and they try and monetize and they try and monetize and and then when those games do cost money and they continue to do that, that's kind of what affects that. And the problem there is that so much of the app store is those kind of games because it's yeah. it's a it's proven an effective business model and that's exactly what video games are for people who make them it's their job so right. when i see a game like that that costs that much money it's it's hard to want to support that because it's just like everything else but then like i had no problem dropping you know ten dollars or whatever for the mobile port of gta 3 because it's not consistently trying to take my money away, you know. Yeah. I, you I, experience. Well, no, experience. Yeah. I was just right. gonna say that because I think that we we come from a little bit of a different mindset than like, you know, casual, casual mobile mobile gamers because yeah. we've we have consoles. We invest in like mm -hmm. I don't want to say like higher experiences, but experiences that are more immersive and experiences that give you more experience for which is like tantamount to like how you're what you're paying for i get so you like, i mean it's everything what, is, it's a what you're bit paying more for yeah you you pay more money for a more tailored experience and you know what you're getting into and when we pay 60 dollars for a game yes we might be paying more later for like dlcs and expansions but we get a full and complete game Usually a pretty good storyline, if not a good storyline, like a really like at least that's the promise. addictive, fun, something that we can sit in front of for at least like 20 to 30 hours and like <clears throat> duke it out. Yeah. And one of the things with that set price is when you do that, it's it's for, for the most part, you know what you're getting is finite as opposed to putting in, you know, a dollar for a 60 minute boost or something that goes on indefinitely and just continue it's it's kind of like what you were saying will about mm -hmm. world of warcraft how it just kind of continues to try and drive you in into more time and more money and more time like that is that is so much more intense on the app store with with them just trying to lock you into to what that what you're doing by yeah by, by kind it of drip feeding you content the best example i have of this is candy crush because if you've if you've never played if you've ever played this game by the way and i played it for the sake I, of i have never played candy crush i played what? it for the sake of understanding what it is because it's important to know kind of what's out there if i'm going to talk about it but the the game itself it gives you about 25 levels where you can you can beat them easily and it gives you the concept and you learn about the chocolate bars and you learn about all the little combos you can make and like blow stuff up, right? Oh, I know so all about chocolate bars. Cool, yeah. So you can you can blow out <laughs> whatever else. So uh, so you can play this game for 25 levels and it will knock in your way. It's like, cool, you're having fun. Here's some free gold coins or whatever we use. Like here are the cinnamon rolls that you use to buy stuff, you know, whatever. And then after about level 25, 
or so, it starts getting really difficult, and the difficulty scale goes off the charts. It's like it ramps up, and it, and it's a sudden change. So one level will actually be pretty close to, if not impossible to beat. And you can do it, but with difficulty, and you might lose a couple of lives, you might break a couple of whatever. But then the game says, don't worry, I got you. Here is a free skip. Here's one free skip, or here's one free bomb that nukes the whole board, right? Giving you a little taste. Just a little taste of, hey, you can get out of this free. Here's three of them. Take them and do whatever you want with them. And then it turns out every about five levels, you get another really, really difficult level. And you start questioning, is it me? Is it my skill? Well, no, I just crushed 30 of these levels. I want to crush one more level. Let me use one of those bombs. And this game starts looping you into, if you want to play consistently for more than one or two matches at a time, if you want to do a string of crushing it, you've got to have bombs. You, you're going to get stuck or you're going to get, lose lives or you're going to pay us money to continue that streak of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it pulls you in. And, and if you're willing to do that, and some people are, you're going to start just a dollar, two dollars here for whatever. And then you're like, well, it makes more sense if I'm going to be paying dollars to get the bundle pack. And that's ten dollars, but I get like ten times more coins. And then I can buy more. And then all of a sudden, you're literally feeding this game with your paycheck. In, in, a, in a very real sense, you are, you are pouring money into this. And it's okay. Like, that is a place you can spend money. And it may not ever amount to the $60 game that we're spending in one chunk, you know, so it's fine. But the consideration is if you're doing that across the board with multiple games, how much money are you spending overall? And is that intrinsically more rewarding than paying for a game one time, getting a full experience, hopefully, that doesn't require infinite patching, and you're getting something a little bit more robust for your money that's not just a significant time waster that is designed to mooch funds out of you. Does that make sense? Because when you download a DLC, you're at least... You're, you're getting offered more content for your money. It's not, this will let you keep playing our game. Does that make sense? Like, there's a difference between the wall. That, I, I think that you hit on really, like, what I, what I find most disheartening for mobile mm. gaming and what really, like, drives me to not see the value in, like, let's say, like, a, a game that is on the mobile store for free-to-play versus $5 is mm. that, like... If I'm gonna pay for a game, like what we were saying before, with like seeing the value in a $60 game, like I want to have an experience that I walk away from, and I'm still thinking about it, even after I have, you know, played the game. Even if it's just like the first couple hours, I want to walk away and be like, "Yo, that game was tight." Like, yeah. or like, "Oh my god, I'm still thinking about this puzzle that." I got in the middle of, or like, I'm still thinking about this character, like, how am I going to save my daughter or like something like that. And that's what really hooked me into video games in general. Um, And so to have that experience not being translated in mobile gaming right now in like anything that's not a direct port from console is is something that I I just don't see the appeal of certain mobile games. Like some of the free-to-play games, like I've played, you know, Candy Crush, I've played Best Fiends, I've played Clash of Clans, sure. but like I, I'll i play them just to see. But there's a limit like, at which you start. And they're addicting, and then I'll hit that wall, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to put any more money into this. Like yeah. I, I don't have an investment in this. I'm not thinking about it like any other time than when I'm in the subway. Right. And if I, if I didn't have that commute, 
like if I was living somewhere else and I was driving places and like I didn't have the time to spend on my phone like I do have that downtime in the subway honestly I should probably be reading but like I, I probably wouldn't be playing mobile games at all if I didn't have that commute in the subway yeah so that's a fair point I mean and there are certain games that I do think are worth it so for example the room series mm -hmm. have you ever played the room no, I haven't. Yeah. Okay, so it, first off, if you're looking for anything in a subway capacity that's offline enabled, it's a one-time purchase, doesn't have DLC, and it's just really addictive puzzles that help you, like, first off, waste your time, but also feel like you're really accomplishing something and learning about the world that is generated. There are three of these games. I think they're each worth $5 a pop, so that's $15, but you might be able to buy them as a bundle now. It's by far the best mobile games that I've that I've played, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Antonio. Antonio's listening. He says the room is so good. Yeah, because they're amazing and and fantastically, rightfully so. The room game, I've never felt more attached to and wanting to go back into the world of the room, one, two, and three, except for in these games. You know, like except for a mobile uh, console port, I haven't really felt that. Um, and, and you're not wrong in that you kind of need something to draw you back in. I've got a whole bunch of time waster games, and again, I'll make my, my big list of what's good versus what's not, but you need something to draw you in if it's going to be something that you're just going to play from here to there, right? It's you got to have another reason to go back into it, whether it's a rewarding scale system or fun gameplay or amazing, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's It needs something. I mean, I think for me... At least, like, there's a, a perception that I have of mobile gaming. And it's, like, mobile gaming, for me, at its core, is, like, I'm going to play this game to not be bored and not to, like, as a time waster game. Mm. That, like, I haven't... I'm sure that there are a lot of mobile games that are, like, really fun to just sit down and play. But, like, if I'm going to sit down and play a game, I'm going to play it in front of my console. Um, like, right. I've, I've bought, like, the... Um, Final Fantasy 7 on mobile and I've played through that and it's been like a great experience to like play that game again and not have to like you know get an emulator or something for it but like other than other than that and like any direct ports all like everything that I've played on mobile has just been time waster and I don't want to sink my money into a, a game that's effectively just going to waste time mm-hmm that's fair, but but then again, there's the value of, you know, why would you play a mobile game in the first place? You know, I, as you said, if you didn't have that commute, you probably wouldn't be playing the game in the first place. So it does serve a purpose, which is takes your mind off of whatever you're doing. And you're not thinking about the dude's armpit your face is stuffed into when you're on the subway. You're thinking about, oh, cool, one more level and whatever, you yeah. know? That's fair, uh, and I and I can't say that I haven't paid money at all for a time waster game, but I think like going back to your like what you originally were talking about, where there are like these levels of acceptable amounts to pay yeah. for mobile gaming. I think that there is a hard cap on that for me. Like if it's not a direct port, if it's not something that I know that I'm gonna really enjoy, I think that cap for me is at like two ninety nine. Like I'm not gonna really? pay more than three dollars for a game that I'm just gonna be playing on the subway, and you know I'm sure that I'm enjoying it in some capacity, but it's not like I'm gonna be continuing to think about, you know. It's so interesting though, because for me, my limit my limit is closer to $10. I, I think $10 is the hard line that I'll put it on because I know 
after that, I'm talking about actual time investment in something. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can't dedicate more than about 20 minutes at a time to whatever I've got on my phone. So it has to be, for me, the limits are, it has to be offline enabled because I got to play it on the subway, has to have some reason to keep me engaged for longer than five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it can't have a, a blocker that requires pay to keep going past it. So like um, you turn me on to this Brim game, the runner, you know, yeah. subway surfer knockoff by the same company. Um, like it's literally the same game, but whatever. Uh, so, you know, at a certain point they're like, do you want to buy more resurrection spheres? And I'm like, no, I don't give a shit, but I'm going to play it, you know, on the subway for a couple of minutes at a time. But if it was needing an online connection, I wouldn't touch the game at all. Yeah. Right. But for me, when human resources machine was on sale for $5, I was like, yeah, no question. I bought it outright. I didn't even look at the reviews. I just bought it because it looked interesting. So for me, that's within my scope of this is fine. I'll totally pay for that. But $11, $12, I'm like, ah, you know, now I'm getting into console time. I'm getting into couch time. I'm going to be coming home wanting to turn my phone on and look at this game. And I don't want to do that. I want to be social. Or if I'm going to be playing a game, I want my, you know, my girlfriend to be able to engage with me on it, talk about it. It'll be on the TV. You know, it'll be a, I mean, quote unquote, more social experience. So I don't know. That's an interesting thing. You know. I definitely, I certainly wouldn't pay $60 for a game on my phone. Like, absolutely not. So, you know, yeah. it's I think an interesting that, scale there. I think the highest <clears throat> that I've paid for something on the phone was nine ninety nine, and that yeah. was for, like, Final Fantasy and some of the other, like, console ports. I think that, um, like, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or 3 Sam. is on iOS 2, and those were, like, 5 or $7.00. And I, I paid for those, like, easily. That's fair. Um, but. Well, Tristan, do you have anything else? Uh, I kind of think you guys nailed it. Like, I think that, you know, iOS games, uh, but there's a reason that I don't play a whole lot of them, and it's just because there's so many of them that are the same thing over and over and over, and it's always... Yeah. Yeah. It's always the same story with, with how they try and drip feed your content and make you pay for more. Um, like kind of like what Danny said, the only games that I've really paid substantial money for on iOS have been ports from console games that I've enjoyed that mm. exist there. You know, like and that's not to say that sixty dollars games don't do this as well. Battlefront being the most notable example. No, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. It's definitely started to make its way into console culture. For sure, because it's an effective business model. But Which is scary to it's me. It's not. It's not anywhere on the level of of phones, because you know when you're on your phone, it's like you take it out of your pocket when you have a few minutes, like you're like you said, and yeah, it's a lot easier to brush off the fact that you're spending a dollar at a time, as opposed to sixty dollars in bulk. You know what yeah. I mean? So, it doesn't feel like an investment, although exactly. it just as much is because you're racking it up over time. Over time, that, that builds up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that yeah. probably does it for me then, man. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope that we've spoken about the value of a dollar, whether that's in $60 chunks or in $1 microtransactions. Well, yeah. So. Uh, the things we spend money on, man. I, I don't know. I, it, it's If you ask me to look through my purchase history on iOS and just tell you how much I've spent on games, <laughs> the number probably is 
Disgusting? Disgusting. I was going to say equivalent to my console, and I'm like, no, it's not. I just finished it. No, game. not even close. Not even close. But it's a lot, and it's more than I think I want to know. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of like how I feel about like my time played in World of Warcraft. I it's know a it's lot. a lot. More than I care to know. It's a lot. Uh, so what do you guys think? If you have thoughts out there and you want to share your opinion, what's the value of a dollar to you when it comes to video games? Is it 60s reasonable across the board? Will you not spend more than 99 cents? Or are you a freemium all the way hardcore player? And that's cool too. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Let us know at uh, podcasts, podcast at pixelrader.com. That's an email address. You can send us emails. We like emails. We, we do like hearing emails. from you guys. You can also tweet Let's us. Um, our content usually is listed. You can also find it on the podcast description channel. Uh, so yeah. you can tweet at us. We'll tweet you back. And check out our check out our website too. Tristan's going to put something up about his experience with his uh, Nvidia card soon. Um, I should have a World of Warcraft review up soon for the new content. And you're going to get my uh, Catalyst review and the uh, iOS review probably by the end of this weekend if I'm if I'm on. So keep an eye for that. Pixelrated.com. All pixels rated. All the time. Every pixel rated. I forget what the tagline is. Something like that. Don't anyway, uh, thanks for joining us again. This has been Pixel Raider Land Party. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your host, Will. I am non-blurry Tristan. Woo! And that's going to be it for today. Cool. See you next time, guys. <laughs>